Chapter One of the Fall of Troy. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Fall of Troy by Smyrnanius Quintus, translated by Arthur S. Way, born thirteen February eighteen forty seven, died twenty five December nineteen thirty. Chapter One. When godlike Hector by Pleiades slain passed, and the pyre had ravened up his flesh, and earth had veiled his bones, the Trojans then tarried in Priam's city, sore afraid before the might of stout-hearted Aeacus' son, as kind they were, that midst the copses shrink from faring forth to meet a lion grim, but in dense thickets terror huddled cower. So in their fortress shivered these to see that mighty man, of those already dead they thought, of all whose lives he reft away, as by Scamander's outfall on he rushed, and all that in mid-flight to that high wall he slew, how he quelled Hector, how he held his course round Troy, yea, and of all beside laid low by him since that first day, whereon o'er restless seas he brought the Trojans' doom. Ay, all these they remembered, while they stayed thus in their town, and o'er them anguished grief hovered, dark-winged, as though that very day all Troy with shrieks were crumbling down in fire. Then from Thermodon, from broad-sweeping streams, came, clothed upon with beauty of goddesses, Penthesilea. Came a thirst indeed for groan-resounding battle, but yet more, fleeing aboard reproach and evil fame, lest they of her own folk should veil on her, because of her own sister's death, for whom ever her sorrows waxed. Hippolyte, whom she had struck dead with her mighty spear, not of her will, for that a stag she hurled. So came she to the far-famed land of Troy, yea, and her warrior spirit pricked her on, of murder's dread pollution thus to cleanse her soul, and with such sacrifice to appease the awful ones, the Arrhenaeus, who in wrath for her slain sister straightway haunted her, unseen, for ever round the sinner's steps they hover. None may escape those goddesses, and with her followed twelve beside, each one a princess, hot for war and battle grim, far famous each, yet handmaidens unto her. Penthesilea far outshone them all. As when in the broad sky amidst the stars the moon rides over all preeminent, when through the thunder-clouds the cleaving heavens open, when sleep the fury-breathing winds, so peerless was she mid that charging host. Clone was there, Palamusa, Doenoe, Evandra, and Antandre, and Ramusa, Hepothoe, dark-eyed Homothoe, Alcibe, Taramachia, Antebrote, and Thermodosa, glorying with the spear. All these to battle fared with warrior-souled Penthesilea. Even as when descends dawn from Olympus' crest of adamant, Dawn, heart exulting in her radiant steeds amidst the bright-haired hours, and o'er them all, how flawless fair soever these may be, her splendor of beauty glows preeminent, so peerless mid all the Amazons unto Troy town, Penthesilea came. To right, to left, from all sides hurrying thronged the Trojans, greatly marveling when they saw the tireless war-god's child, the mailed maid, like to the blessed gods, for in her face glowed beauty glorious and terrible, 
her smile was ravishing beneath her brows her love enkindling eyes shone like to stars and with the crimson rose of shamefastness bright were her cheeks and mantled over them unearthly grace with battle prowess clad then joyed troy's folk despite past agonies as when far gazing from a height the hinds behold a rainbow spanning the wide sea when they be yearning for the heaven-sent shower when the parched field be craving for the rain then the great sky is at last overgloomed and men see that fair sign of coming wind and imminent rain and seeing they are glad who for their cornfields plate soar sighed before even so the sons of troy when they beheld there in their land penthesilea dread a fire for battle were exceeding glad for when the heart is thrilled with hope of good all smart of evil's past is wiped away so after all his sighing and his pain gladdened a little while was priam's soul as when a man who hath suffered many a pang from blinded eyes sore longing to behold the light and if he may not fain would die then at the last by a cunning leech's skill or by a god's grace sees the dawn rose flush sees the mist rolled back from before his eyes yea though clear vision come not as of old yet after all his anguish joys to have some small relief albeit the stings of pain prick sharply yet beneath his eyelids so joyed the old king to see that terrible queen the shadowy joy of one in anguish whelmed for slain sons into his halls he led the maid and with glad welcome honoured her as one who greets a daughter to her home returned from a far country in the twentieth year and set a feast before her sumptuous as battle-glorious kings who have brought low nations of foes arrayed in splendour of pomp with hearts in pride of victory triumphing and gifts he gave her costly and fair to see and pledged him to give many more so she would save the trojans from the imminent doom and she such deed she promised as no man had hoped for even to lay achilles low to smite the wide host of the argive men and cast the brands red flaming on the ships ah fool but little she knew him the lord of ashen spears how far achilles might in warrior wasting strife or past her own but when andromache the stately child of king etion heard the wild queen's vaunt low to her own soul bitterly murmured she ah hapless why with arrogant heart dost thou speak such great swelling words no strength is thine to grapple in fight with peleus all his son nay doom and swift death shall he deal to thee alas for thee what madness thrills thy soul fate and the end of death stand hard by thee hector was mightier far to wield the spear than thou yet was for all his prowess slain slain for the bitter grief of troy whose folk the city through looked on him as a god my glory and his noble parents glory was he yet while he lived oh that the earth over my dead face had been mounded high or ever through his throat the breath of life followed the cleaving spear but now i have looked woe is me on grief unutterable when round the city those fleetfoot steeds held him steeds of achilles who made me widowed of mine hero husband made my portion bitterness through all my days so spake etion's lovely ankled child low to her own soul thinking on her lord so evermore the faithful-hearted wife 
nurseth for her lost love undying grief. Then in swift revolution sweeping round, into the ocean's deep stream sank the sun, and daylight died. So when the banqueters ceased from the wine-cups and the goodly feast, then did the handmaiden spread in Priam's hall for Penthesilea dauntless-souled the couch, heart-cheering, and she laid her down to rest, and slumber, mist-like, overveiled her eyes like sweet dew dropping round. From heaven's blue depths slid down the might of a deceitful dream at palace hest so that the warrior maid might see it and become a curse to troy and to herself when strained her soul to meet the whirlwind of the battle in this wise the trito born the subtle souled contrived stood o'er the maiden's head that baleful dream in likeness of her father kindling her fearlessly front to front to meet in fight fleetfoot achilles and she heard the voice and all her heart exulted, for she weened that she should on that dawning day achieve a mighty deed in battle's deadly toil. Ah, fool, who trusted for her sorrow a dream out of the sunless land, such as beguiles full off the travel-burdened tribes of men, whispering mocking lies in sleeping years, and to the battle's travail lured her then. But when the dawn rosy-hankled, leapt up from her bed, then clad in mighty strength of spirit, Suddenly from her couch uprose Penthesilea. Then did she array her shoulders in those wondrous-fashioned arms given her of the war-god. First she laid beneath her silver-gleaming knees the greaves, fashioned of gold, close-clipping the strong limbs. Her rainbow-radiant corslet clasped she then about her, and around her shoulders slung with glory in her heart the massy brand whose shining length was in a scabbard sheathed of ivory and silver. Next her shield, unearthly splendid, caught she up, whose rim swelled like the young moon's arching chariot rail, when high o'er ocean's fathomless flowing stream she rises, with the space half filled with light betwixt her bowing horns. So did it shine, unutterably fair. Then on her head she settled the bright helmet, overstreamed with a wild mane of golden glistering hairs. So stood she, lapped about with flaming mail, in semblance like the lightning, which the might, the never-wearied might of Zeus, to earth hurleth, what time he showeth forth to men, fury of thunderous roaring rain, or swoop resistless of his shouting host of winds. Then in hot haste, forth of her power to pass, caught she two javelins in the hand that grasped her shield-hand, but her strong right hand laid hold on a huge halberd, sharp of either blade which terrible eris gave to ares child to be her titan weapon in the strife that raveneth souls of men <laughs> laughing for glee thereover swiftly flashed she forth the ring of towers her coming kindled all the sons of troy to rush into the battle forth which crowneth men with glory swiftly all hearkened to her gathering cry and thronging came champions yea even such as theretofore shrank back from standing in the ranks of war against Achilles the all-ravager. But she, in pride of triumph on she rode, thrown it on a goodly steed and fleet, the gift of Orathaea, the wild north wind's bride, given to her guest the warrior maid, what time she came to Thrace, a steed whose flying feet could match the harpy's wings. Riding thereon, Penthesilea in her goodly head, left the tall palaces of Troy behind and ever were the ghastly-visaged fates thrusting her on into the battle, 
doomed to be her first against the Greeks, and last. To right, to left, with unreturning feet, the Trojan thousands followed to the fray, the pitiless fray that death-doomed warrior made, followed in throngs, as follow sheep the ram that by the shepherd's art strides before all. So followed they, with battle-fury filled, strong Trojans and wild-hearted Amazons. And like Tritonis seemed she, as she went to meet the giants. Or as flasheth far through war-host, Eris, waker of onset shouts. So mighty in the Trojans' midst she seemed, Penthesilea of the flying feet. Then unto Cronos' son, Laomedon's child, upraised his hands, his sorrow-burdened hands, turning him toward the sky-encountering fane of Zeus of Ida, who with sleepless eyes looks ever down on Ilium. And he prayed, Father, give ear! Vouchsafe that on this day Achaea's host may fall before the hands of this, our warrior queen, the war-god's child. And do thou bring her back unscathed again unto mine hall, we pray thee, by the love thou bearest to Ares of the fiery heart thy son, yea, to her also. Is she not most wondrous like the heavenly goddesses? And is she not the child of thine own seed? Pity my stricken heart withal. Thou knowest all the agonies I have suffered in the deaths of dear sons, whom the fates have torn from me by Argive hands in the devouring fight. Compassionate us! while a remnant yet remains of noble Dardanus' blood, while yet the city stands unwasted, let us know from ghastly slaughter and strife one breathing space. So in passionate prayer he spake. Lo, with shrill scream, swift to left an eagle darted by, and in his talons bare a gasping dove. Then round the heart of Priam all the blood was chilled with fear, Lo to his soul, he said, Never shall I see return alive from war, Penthesilea. On that selfsame day the fates prepared his boding to fulfill, and his heart break with anguish of despair. Marveled the archives, far across the plain, seeing the host of Troy charge down upon them, and midst them Penthesilea, Ares' child. These seemed like ravening beasts that mid the hills bring grimly slaughter to fleecy flocks, and she, as a rushing blast of flame she seemed, that maddeneth through the copses summer scorched, when the wind drives it on. And in this wise spake one to other in their mustering host. Who shall this be who thus can rouse to war the Trojans, now that Hector hath been slain? These, who we said, would never more find heart to stand against us, Lo, now suddenly forth they are rushing, madly afire for fight. Sure in their midst some great one kindleth them to battle's toil. Thou verily wouldst say this were a god, of such great deeds he dreams. Go to, with all this courage let us arm our own breast. Let us summon up our might in battle-fury. We shall not lack help of gods this day to close in fight with Troy. So cried they, and their flashing battle-gear cast they about them. Forth the ships they poured, clad in the rage of fight as with a cloak. Then front to front their battles closed, like beasts of ravin, locked in tangle of gory strife. Clang their bright mail together, clashed the spears, the corslets, and the stubborn welded shields and adamant helms. Each stabbed at other's flesh with a fierce brass, 
was neither ruth nor rest, and all the Trojan soil was crimson red. Then first Penthesilea smote and slew Molion. Now Personius falls, and now Ilius reeled Antiphius neath her spear. The pride of Lemnos quelled she. Down she bore Apollonus neath her horse hooves. Hamion's son died, withered stalwart Alasippus' strength. And Doenoe laid low Laogonus, and Clone Menippus, him who sailed long since from Phalace, led by his lord Protosilaus to the war with Troy. Then was Pedarses, son of Iphiclus, heart wrung with ruth and wrath to see him lie dead, of all battle comrades best beloved. Swiftly at Clone he hurled, the maid fair as a goddess, plunged the unswerving lance twixt hip and hip, and rushed the dark blood forth after the spear, and all her bowels gushed out. Then wroth was Penthesilea, through the brawn of his right arm she drave the long spear's point. She shore a twain the great blood-brimming veins, and through the wide gash of the wound the gore spirited, a crimson fountain. With a groan, backward he sprang, his courage wholly quelled by bitter pain, and sorrow and dismay thrilled as he fled his men of Phalace. A short while from the fight he reeled aside, and in his friend's arms died in little space. Then with his lance Idominius thrust out, and by the right breast stabbed Bermusa. Stilled for ever was the beating of her heart. She fell, as falls a graceful shafted pine, hewn mid the hills by woodmen. Heavily, sighing through all its boughs, it crashes down. So with a wailing shriek she fell, and death unstrung her every limb, her breathing soul mingled with multitudinous sighing winds. Then... As Evandre through the murderous fray with Thermodosa rushed, stood Moronis, a lion in the path, and slew. His spear right through the heart of one he drave, and one, stabbed with a lightning sword thrust twixt the hips, leapt through the wounds the life, and fled away. Oelius' fiery son smote the winnowy twixt throat and shoulders with his ruthless spear. And on Alcibe Tidius' terrible son swooped, and on Dermachia, Head with neck clean from the shoulders of these twain he shore with ruin reeking brand. Together down fell they, as young calves by the massy axe of brawny flesher felled, that shearing through the sinews of the neck lops life away. So by the hands of Tidius' son laid low upon the Trojan plains, far, far away from their highland home fell they. Nor these alone died. For the might of Stentalus down on them hurled Cabiris' course, who came from Sestos, keen to fight the Argive foe, but never saw his fatherland again. Then was the heart of Paris filled with wrath for a friend slain. Full upon Stentalus aimed he a shaft death-winged, yet touched him not, despite his thirst for vengeance. Otherwhere the arrow glanced aside, and carried death, whither the stern fates guided its fierce wing, and slew Evenor, brazen tasleted who from Dilichium came to war with Troy. For his death fury kindled was the son of haughty Pylus, as a lion leaps upon the flock, so swiftly rushed he, all shrank huddling back before that terrible man. If Imonus he slew, and Hippasus' son Agalus, from Miletus brought they war against the Danian men, by Nastus led, the godlike, and Aphomachus mighty-souled. On Machile they dwelt, Beside their home rose Latmus' snowy crest, stretched the long glens of branches and Parnomus' water meads. Meander's flood deep rolling swept thereby, which from the Phrygian uplands 
pastured o'er by myriad flocks from a thousand forelands curls swirls and drives his hurrying ripples on down to the vine-clad land of carrion men these mid the storm of battle Megas slew nor these alone but whomsoe'er his lance black-shafted touched were dead men for his breast the glorious trito born with courage thrilled to bring to all his foes the day of doom and polypoetess dear to ares slew jasaeus whom the nymph Nia bare to passing wise theodemus for these was spread the bed of love beside the foot of sapylus the mountain where the gods made niobe a stony rock wherefrom tears ever stream high up the rugged crag bows as one weeping weeping waterfalls cry from far echoing hermes wailing moan of sympathy the sky encountering crest of sapylus where always floats a mist hated of shepherds echo back the cry weird marvel seems that rock of niobe to men that pass with feet fear goaded there they see the likeness of a woman bowed in depths of anguish sobbing and her tears drop as she mourns grief-stricken endlessly yea thou wouldst say that verily so it was viewing it from afar but when hard by thou standest all the illusion vanishes and lo a steep-browed rock a fragment rent from sapylus yet niobe is there treeing her weird the debt of wrath divine a broken heart in guise of shattered stone all through the tangle of that desperate fray stalk slaughter and doom the incarnate onset shout rave through the rolling battle at her side paced death the ruthless and the fearful faces the fates beside them strode and in red hands bear murder and the groans of dying men that day the beating of full many a heart trojan and argive was for ever stilled while roared the battle round them while the fury of penthesilea fainted not nor fell but as mid long ridges of lone hills a lioness stealing down a deep ravine springs on the kine with lightning leap a thirst for blood wherein her fierce heart reveleth so on the danians leapt that warrior maid and they their souls were cowed backward they shrank as fast she followed as a towering surge chases across the thunder-booming sea a flying bark whose white sails strain beneath the wind's wild buffeting and all the air maddens with roaring as the rollers crash on the black foreland looming on the lee where the long reefs fringe the surf-tormented shores so chased she and so dashed the ranks asunder triumphant souled and hurled fierce threats before ye dogs this day for outraged unto priam shall ye pay no man of you shall from my hands deliver his own life and win back home to gladden parents eyes or comfort wife or children ye shall lie dead ravened on by vultures and by wolves and none shall heap the earth mound o'er your clay where sulketh now the strength of tidiest son and where the might of aeacus skion where is aeas bulk ye vaunt them mightiest men of all your rabble ha they will not dare with me to close in battle lest i drag forth from their fainting frames their craven souls then 
heart uplifted leapt she on the foe resistless as a tigeress crashing through ranks upon ranks of archives smiting now with that huge halberd massy headed now hurling the keen dart while her battle horse flashed through the fight and on his shoulder bare quiver and bow death speeding close to her hand if mid that revel of blood she willed to speed the bitter biting shaft behind her swept the charging lines of men fleet-footed friends and brethren of the man who never flinched from close death grapple hector panting all the hot breath of the war-god from their breast all slaying danians with the ashen spear who fell as frost-touched leaves in autumn fall one after other or as drops of rain and i went up a moaning from the earth's breast all blood bedrenched and heat with course on course horses pierced through with arrows or impelled on spears were snorting forth their last of strength with screaming neighs men with gnashing teeth biting the dust lay gasping while the steeds of trojan charioteers stormed in pursuit trampling the dying mingled with the dead as oxen trample corn in threshing floors then one exulting boasted mid the host of troy beholding penthesilea rush on through the foe's array like the black storm that maddens o'er the sea what time the sun allies his might with winter's goat-horned star and thus puffed up with vain hope shouted he o friends in manifest presence down from heaven one of the deathless gods this day hath come to fight the archives all of love of us yea and with sanction of almighty zeus he whose compassion now remembereth haply strong-hearted priam who may boast for his a lineage of immortal blood nay surely she shall be athene or the mighty solino haply iris or the child of leto world-renowned oh yea i look to see her hurl mid yon argive men mad shrieking slaughter see her set aflame yon ships wherein they came long years agone bringing us many sorrows yea they came bringing us woes of war intolerable ha to the homeland hellas ne'er shall these with joy return since gods on our side fight in overweening exultation so vaunted a trojan fool he had no vision of ruin onward rushing upon himself and troy and penthesilea self withal for not as yet had any tidings come of that wild fray to aeas stormy souled nor to achilles waster of tower and town but on the grave mound of minoiteus son they twain were lying with sad memories of a dear comrade crushed and echoing each one the other's groaning one it was of the blessed gods who still was holding back these from the battle tumult far away till many greeks should fill up the measure of woeful havoc slain by trojan foes and glorious penthesilea who pursued with murderous intent their rifled ranks while ever waxed her valour more and more and waxed her might within her never in vain she hurled the unswerving spear thrust ay she pierced the backs of them that fled the breast as such as charged to meet her all the long shaft dripped with steaming blood swift were her feet as wind as down she swooped her aweless spirit fell for weariness nor fainted but her might was adamantine the impending doom which roused unto the terrible strife not yet achilles clothed her still with glory still aloof the dread power stood 
and still would shed splendour of triumph o'er the death ordained but for a little space ere it should quell that maiden neath the hands of aeacus son in darkness ambushed with invisible hand ever it thrust her on and drew her feet destructionward and lit her path to death with glory while she slew foe after foe as when within a dewy garden close longing for its green springtide freshness leaps a heifer and there ranges to and fro when none is by to stay her treading down all its green herbs and all its wealth of bloom devouring greedily this and marring that with trampling feet so reigned she ares child through reeling squadrons of Achaea's sons slew these and hunted those in panic rout from troy afar the women marvelling gazed at the maid's battle prowess suddenly a fiery passion for the fray hath seized antimachus daughter neoptolemus wife the sephone her heart waxed strong and filled with lust of fight she cried to her fellows all with desperate daring words to spur them on to woeful war by recklessness made strong friends let a heart of valour in our breast awake let us be like our lords who fight with foes for fatherland for babes and us and never pause for breath in that stern strife let us too throne war spirit in our hearts let us too face the fight which favoureth none for we we women be not creatures cast in diverse mould from men to us is given such energy of life as stirs in them eyes have we like to theirs and limbs throughout are we fashioned alike one common light we look on and one common air we breathe with like food we are nourished nay wherein have we been dowered of god more niggardly than men then let us shrink not from the fray see ye not yonder a woman far excelling men in grapple of fight yet is her blood nowise akin to ours nor fighteth she for her own city for an alien king she warreth of her own heart's prompting fears the face of no man for her soul is thrilled with valour and her spirit invincible but we to right to left lie woes on woes about our feet this more the beloved sons and that a husband who for hearth and home hath died some well for fathers now no more some grief for brethren and for kinsmen lost none but hath some share in sorrow's cup behind all this a fearful shadow looms the day of bondage therefore flinch ye not from war o sorrow-laden better far to die in battle now than afterwards hence be held into captivity to alien folk we and our little ones in the stern grip of fate leaving behind a burning city and our husbands graves so cried she and with passion for stern war thrilled all those women and with eager speed they hastened to go forth without the wall mail-clad a fire to battle for their town and people all their spirit was aflame as when within a hive when winter-tide is over and gone loud hum the swarming bees what time they make them ready forth to fare to bright flower pastures and no more endure to linger there within but each to other crieth the challenge cry to sally forth even so bestirred the women of troy and kindled each her sister to the fray the weaving wool the distaff far they flung and two grim weapons stretched their eager hands and now without the city 
and these died in that wild battle as their husbands died and the strong amazons died had not one voice of wisdom cried to stay their maddened feet when with dissuading words theano spake wherefore ah wherefore to the toil and strain of battle's fearful tumult do ye yearn infatuate ones never your limbs have toiled in conflict yet in utter ignorance panting for labor unendurable ye rush on all unthinking for your strength can never be as that of danian men men trained in deadly battle amazons have joyed in ruthless fight in charging steeds from the beginning all the toil of men do they endure and therefore evermore the spirit of the war-god thrills them through they fall not short of men in anything their labor-hardened frames make great their hearts for all achievement never faint their knees nor tremble rumor speaks their queen to be a daughter of the mighty lord of war therefore no woman may compare with her in prowess if she be a woman not a god come down in answer to our prayers yea of one blood be all the race of men yet unto diverse labors still they turn and that for each is evermore the best whereto he bringeth skill of use and want therefore do ye from the tumult of the fray hold you aloof and in your woman's bowers before the loom pace ye still to and fro and war shall be the business of our lords lo a fair issue is their hope we see the achaeans falling fast we see the might of our men waxing ever fear is none of evil issue now the pitiless foe beleaguer not the town no desperate need is there that women should go forth to war so cried she and they hearkened to the words of her who had garnered wisdom from the years so from afar they watched the fight but still Penthesilea break the ranks and still before her quell the achaeans still they found nor screen nor hiding place from imminent death as bleating goats are by the blood-stained jaws of a grim panther torn so slain were they in each man's heart all lust of battle died and fear alone lived this way and that fled the panic-stricken some to earth had flung their armor from their shoulders some in dust groveled in terror neath their shields the steeds fled through the rout unreined of charioteers in rapture of triumph charged the amazons with groan and scream of agony died the greeks withered their manhood was in that sore strait brief was the span of all whom that fierce maid mid the grim jaws of battle overtook as when with mighty roaring bursteth down a storm upon the forest trees and some uprendeth by the roots and on earth dashes them down the tall stems blossom crowned and snappeth some athwart the trunk and high whirls them through the air till all confused they lie a ruin of splintered stems and shattered sprays so the great danian host lay dashed to dust by doom of fate by penthesilea's spear but when the very ships were now at point to be by hands of trojans set aflame then battle bider aeas heard afar the panic cries and spake to aeacus son achilles the air about mine ears is full of multitudinous cries is full of thunder of battle rolling near our eye let us go forth then ere the trojans win unto the ships and make great slaughter there of argive men and set the ships aflame foulest reproach such thing on thee and me should bring 
for it beseems not that the seed of mighty zeus should shame the sacred blood of hero fathers who themselves of old with hercules the battle-eager sailed to troy and smote her even at her height of glory when my Amadon was king ay and i ween that our hands even now shall do the like we too are mighty men he spake the aweless strength of aeacus son hearkened thereto for also to his ears by this the roar of bitter battle came then hastened both and donned their warrior gear all splendour gleaming now in these arrayed facing that stormy tossing bout they stand loud clash their glorious armour in their souls a battle fury like the war god's wrath maddened such might was breathed into these train by a tritone shaker of the shield as on they pressed with joy the argives saw the coming of that mighty train they seemed in semblance like aeolus giant sons who in the old time made that haughty vaunt of piling on olympus brow the height of asa steeply towering and the crest of sky encountering peleon so to rear a mountain stair for their rebellious rage to scale the highest heaven huge as these the sons of aeacus seemed as forth they strode to stem the tide of war a gladsome sight to friends who have fainted for their coming now onward they press to crush triumphant foes many they slew with their resistless spears as when two herd destroying lions come on sheep mid the copses feeding far from help of shepherds and in heaps on heaps slay them till they have drunken to the full of blood and fill their maws and satiate with flesh so those destroyers twain slew on spreading wide havoc through the host of troy there diochus and gallant hylas fell by aias slain fell eurynomus lover of war and goodly aeneas died but peleus son burst on the amazons smiting antandre palamusa then antabrote fierce-souled hippothoe hurling hippothoe down on sisters slain then hard on all their reeling ranks he pressed with telamon's mighty-hearted son and now before their hands battalions dense and strong crumbled as weakly and as suddenly as when in mountain folds the forest breaks shrivel before a tempest-driven fire when battle-eager penthesilea saw these twain as through the scourging storm of war like ravening beasts they rushed to meet them there she sped as when a leopard grim whose mood is deadly leaps from forest covers forth lashing her tail on hunters closing round while these in armour clad and putting trust in their long spears await her lightning leap so did those warriors twain with spears upswung wait penthesilea clanged the brazen plates about their shoulders as they moved and first leapt the long shafted lance sped from the hand of goodly penthesilea straight it flew to the shield of aeacus son but glancing thence this way and that the shivered fragments sprang as from a rock face of such temper were the cunning-hearted fire-god's gifts divine then in her hand the warrior maid swung up a second javelin fury-winged against aeas and with fierce words defied the twain ha from mine hand in vain one lance hath leapt but with his second look i suddenly to quell the strength and courage of two foes 
Aye, though ye vaunt ye mighty men of war amid your Danians, die ye shall, and so lighter shall be the load of war's affliction that lies upon the Trojan chariot lords. Draw nigh, come through the press to grips with me, so shall ye learn what might wells up in breast of Amazons. With my blood is mingled war. No mortal man begat me, but the lord of war, insatiate of the battle cry. Therefore my might is more than any man's. With scornful laughter spake she, then she hurled her second lance, but they in utter scorn laughed now, as swiftly flew the shaft, and smote the silver greave of Aeas, and was foiled thereby, and all its fury could not scar the flesh within, for fate had ordered not that any blade of foes should taste the blood of Aeas in the bitter war. But he wrecked of the Amazon naught, but turned him thence to rush upon the Trojan host, and left Penthesilea unto Peleus' son alone. For well he knew his heart within, that she, for all her prowers, none the less would cost Achilles' battle-toil as light, as effortless as doth the dove the hawk. Then groaned she an angry groan, that she had sped her shafts in vain, and now, with scoffing speech, to her in turn the son of Peleus spake. Woman, with what vain vaunting triumphing hast thou come against us, all athirst to battle with us, who be mightier far than earth-born heroes? We from Cronos' son, the thunder-roller, boast our high descent. Aye, even Hector quelled the battle-swift before us. E'en though far away he saw our onrush to battle grim, Yea, my spear slew him for all his might. But thou, thine heart is utterly mad, that thou hast dared to greatly threaten us with death this day. On thee thy latest hour shall swiftly come, is come. Thee, not thy sire, the war-god, now shall pluck out of mine hand, but thou the debt shall pay of a dark doom. As when mid mountain folds a cricket meets a lion, waster of herds. What woman hast thou not heard of the heaps of slain that into Xanthos' rushing streams were thrust by these mine hands? Or hast thou heard in vain, because the blessed ones have stolen wit and discretion from thee, to the end that doom's relentless gulf might gape for thee? He spake. He swung up in his mighty hand and sped the long spear, warrior-slaying, wrought by Chiron, and above the right breast pierced the battle-eager maid. The red blood leapt forth as a fountain wells, and all at once fainted the strength of Penthesilea's limbs, dropped the great battle-axe from her nerveless hand. A mist of darkness overveiled her eyes, and anguish thrilled her soul. Yet even so, still she drew difficult breath, still dimly saw the hero even now in act to drag her from the swift steed's back confusedly she thought or shall i draw my mighty sword and bide achilles fiery onrush or hastily cast me from my fleet horse down to earth and kneel unto this godlike man and with wild breath promise for ransoming great heaps of brass and gold which pacify the hearts of victors never saw a thirst for blood if so, haply the murderous might of Aeacus' son may hearken, and may spare, or peradventure may compassionate my youth, and vouchsafe me to behold mine home again, for, oh, I long to live. So surged the wild thoughts in her, 
but the gods ordained it otherwise even now rushed on in terrible anger peleus son he thrust with sudden spear and on its shaft impaled the body of her tempest-footed steed even as a man in haste to sup might pierce flesh with a spit above the glowing hearth to roast it or as in a mountain glade a hunter sends the shaft of death clear through the body of a stag with such winged speed that the fierce dart leaps forth beyond to plunge into the tall stem of an oak or pine so that death-ravening spear of peleus son clear through the goodly steed rushed on and pierced penthesilea straightway fell she down into the dust of earth the arms of death in grace and comeliness fell for naught of shame dishonoured her fair form face down she lay on the long spear outgasping her last breath stretched upon that fleet horse as on a couch like some tall pine snapped by the icy mace of boreas earth's forest fosterling reared by a spring to stately height amidst long mountain glens a glory of mother earth so from the once fleet steed low fallen lay penthesilea all her shattered strength brought down to this and all her loveliness as when on the wide sea neath buffetings of storm-blast castaways whose ship is wrecked escape a remnant of a crew for spent with desperate conflict with the cruel sea late and at last appears the land hard by appears a city faint and wearied limbed with that grim struggle through the surf they strain to land sore grieving for the good ship lost and shipmates whom the terrible surge dragged down to nether gloom so troyward as they fled from battle all those trojans wept for her the child of the resistless war-god wept for friends who died in groan resounding fight then over her with scornful laugh the son of peleus vaunted in the dust lie there a prey to teeth of dogs to raven's beaks thou wretched thing who cousin thee to come forth against me and thoughtest thou to fare home from the war alive to bear with thee right royal gifts from priam the old king thy guerdon for slain argives ah twas not the immortals who inspired thee with this thought who know that i of heroes mightiest am the danians light of safety but a woe to trojans and to thee o evil starred nay but it was the darkness shrouded fates and thine own folly of soul that pricked thee on to leave the works of women and to fare to war from which strong men shrink shuddering back so spake he and his ashen spear the son of peleus drew from that swift horse and from penthesilea in death's agony then steed and rider gasped their lives away slain by one spear now from her head he plucked the helmet splendor flashing like the beams of the great sun or zeus own glory light then there as fallen in dust and blood she lay rose like the breaking of the dawn to view neath dainty penciled brows a lovely face lovely in death the argives thronged around and all they saw and marvelled for she seemed like an immortal in her armour there upon the earth she lay 
and seemed the child of Zeus, the tireless huntress Artemis sleeping. What time her feet forwearied are with following lions with her flying shafts over the hills far stretching. She was made a wonder of beauty, even in her death, by Aphrodite glorious crowned, the bride of the strong war-god, to the end that he, the noble son of Peleus, might be pierced by the sharp arrow of repentant love. Yea, and Achilles' heart was wrung with love's remorse, to have slain a thing so sweet, who might have borne her home, his queenly bride, to chariot-glorious Pythia, for she was flawless, a very daughter of the gods, divinely tall, and most divinely fair. Then Ares' heart was thrilled with grief and rage for his child slain. Straight from Olympus down he darted, swift and bright as thunderbolt, terribly flashing for the mighty hand of Zeus, far leaping o'er the trackless sea, or flaming o'er the land, while shuddereth all wide Olympus as it passeth by. So through the quivering air with heart of flame swooped Ares, armor-clad, soon as he heard the dread doom of his daughter. For the gales, the north wind's fleet-winged daughters, bare to him, as through the wide halls of the sky he strode, the tidings of the maiden's woeful end. Soon as he heard it, like a tempest blast, down to the ridges of Ida leapt he, quaked under his feet the long glens and ravines deep-scored, all Ida's torrent beds, and all far-stretching foothills. Now had Ares brought a day of mourning on the Myrmidons, but Zeus himself from far Olympus sent mid shattering thunders, terror of levin bolts, which thick and fast leapt through the welkin down before his feet, blazing with fearful flames. And Ares saw and knew the stormy threat of the mighty thundering father, and he stayed his eager feet, now on the very brink of battle's turmoil. As when some huge crag, thrust from a beetling cliff-brow by the winds and torrent rains, or lightning-lance of Zeus leaps like a wild beast, and the mountain glens fling back their crashing echoes as it rolls in mad speed on, as with resistless swoop of bound on bound it rushes down, until it cometh to the levels of the plain, and there perforce its stormy flight is stayed, so Ares, battle-eager son of Zeus, was stayed, how loath so e'er, for all the gods to the ruler of the blessed needs must yield, seeing he sits high-throned above them all, clothed in his might unspeakable. Yet still many a wild thought surged through Ares' soul, urging him now to dread the terrible threat of Cronos' wrathful son, and to return heavenward, and now to reck not of his sire, but with Achilles' blood to stain those hands, the battle tireless. At the last his heart remembered how that many and many a son of Zeus himself in many a war had died, nor in their fall had Zeus availed them aught. Therefore he turned him from the Argives, else down smitten by the blasting thunderbolt, with titans in the nether gloom had he lain, who dared defy the eternal will of Zeus. Then did the eager sons of Argos strip with eager haste from corpses strown all round the blood-stained spoils. But ever Peleus' son gazed, wild with all regret, still gazed on her, the strong, the beautiful, laid in the dust, and all his heart was wrung, was broken down with sorrowing love, deep, strong as he had known when that beloved friend Patroclus died. Loud jeered Thersites, 
mocking to his face thou sorry-souled achilles art not ashamed to let some evil power beguile thy heart to pity a pitiful amazon whose furious spirit purposed naught but ill to us and ours ha woman mad art thou and thy soul lusts for this thing as she were some lady wise in household ways with gifts and pure intent for honoured wedlock wooed good had it been her spear reached thine heart the heart that sighs for woman creatures still thou carest not unmanly souled not thou for valour's glorious path when once thine eye lights on a woman sorry wretch where now was all thy goodly prowess where thy wit and where the might that should be seem a king all stainless dost thou not know what misery this self-same woman madness wrought for troy nothing there is more ruinous for men than lust for woman's beauty it maketh fools of wise men but the toil of war attains renown to him that is a hero indeed glory of victory and the war god's works are sweet tis but the battle blencher craves the beauty and the bed as such as she so railed he long and loud the mighty heart of peleus son leapt into flame of wrath a sudden buffet of his resistless hand smote neath the railer's ear and all his teeth were dashed to the earth he fell upon his face forth of his lips the blood in torrent gushed swift from his body fled the dastard soul of that vile nittering achaea's sons rejoiced thereat for i he wont to rail on each and all with venomous gibes himself a scandal and the shame of all the host then mid the warrior argives cried a voice not good is it for baser men to rail on kings or secretly or openly for wrathful retribution swiftly comes the lady of justice sits on high and she who heapeth woe on woe on humankind even ate punisheth the shameless tongue so mid the danians cried a voice nor yet within the mighty soul of peleus son lulled was the storm of wrath but fiercely he spake lie there in dust thy follies all forgot tis not for knaves to bear their betters once thou didst provoke odysseus steadfast soul babbling with venomous tongue a thousand dives and didst escape with life but thou hast found the son of peleus not so patient souled who with one only buffet from his hand unkennels thy dog's soul a bitter doom hath swallowed thee by thine old rascalry thy life is sped hence from achaean men and mouth out thy revilings midst the dead so spake the valiant-hearted aweless son of aeacus but tydeus son alone of all the argives was with anger stirred against achilles for their sight he slain seeing these twain were of the self-same blood the one proud tydeus battle-eager son the other seed of godlike agrius brother of noble oneus agrius was and oneus in the danian land begat tydeus the battle-eager son to whom was stalwart diomedes therefore wroth was he for slain thersites yea had raised against the son of peleus vengeful hands except the noblest of achaea's sons had thronged round him and besought him sore and held him back therefrom with peleus son they also pleaded else those mighty twain the mightiest of all argives were at point to close with clash of swords so stung were they with bitter wrath yet hearkened they at last to prayers of comrades and were reconciled 
Then of their pity did the Atriot kings, For these two at the imperial loveliness of Penthesilea marvelled, Render up her body to the men of Troy, To bear unto the burg of Ilus far-renowned with all her armour. For a herald came, asking this boon for Priam. For the king yearned with deep longing of the heart To lay that battle-eager maiden with her arms And with her war-horse in the great earth-mound of old Laomedon. And so he heaped a high-broad pyre without the city wall, Upon the height thereof that warrior-queen they laid, And costly treasures did they heap around her, All that well beseems to burn around a mighty queen in battle slain. And so the fire-god's swift-upleaping might, The ravening flame consumed her. All around the people stood on every hand, And quenched the pyre with odorous wine. Then gathered they the bones, and poured sweet ointment over them, and laid them in a casket. Over all shed they the rich fat of a heifer, chief among the herds that grazed on Ida's slope. And, as for a beloved daughter, rang all round the Trojan men's heart-stricken well, as by the stately wall they buried her on an outstanding tower, beside the bones of old Laomedon, a queen beside a king. This honour for the war-god's sake they rendered, and for Penthesilea's own, and in the plain beside her buried they the Amazons, even all that followed her to battle, and by Argive's spears were slain. For Atreus' sons begrudged not these the boon of tear-besprinkled graves, but let their friends, the warrior Trojans, draw their corpses forth, yea, and their own slain also, from amidst the swarth of darts or that grim harvest-field. Wrath strikes not at the dead, pitied are foes when life has fled, and left them foes no more. Far across the plain the while, uprose smoke from the pyres whereon the Argives laid the many heroes, overthrown and slain by Trojan hands, what time the sword devoured. And multitudinous lamentation welled over the perished. But above the rest mourned they our brave Podarces, who in fight was no less mighty than his hero brother, Protosileus, he who long ago fell, slain of Hector. So Podarces now, struck down by Penthesilea's spear, hath cast over all Argive hearts the pall of grief. Wherefore, apart from him, they laid in clay the common throng of slain, but over him, toiling, they heaped an earth-mound far descried, in memory of a warrior all is sold. And in a several pit withal, they thrust the nittering Thersites' wretched course. Then to the ships, Acclaiming Aeacus' son returned they all. But when the radiant day had plunged beneath the ocean stream, And night, the holy, overspread the face of earth, Then in the rich king Agamemnon's tent Feasted the might of Peleus' son, And there sat at the feast those other mighty ones, All through the dark, till rose the dawn divine. End of chapter 1